Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. What a year. 2020. NFL football on a Tuesday night. <laughs> get it in, I'm baby. A, Just get it in. <laughs> well, Tennessee. you know what? You actually you gotta love it, right? I mean, well, how nice is that? You know, yeah, that, that's it's a, different. Huh? I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm watching. Uh, I've got the Braves and Dodgers. The Dodgers just hit into a bases loaded double play, so they can't score against the Braves. And then I and I got the Titans and the Bills playing. So uh, on a Tuesday night, there's nothing else on television anyway. My friends, I, I I will tell you point blank. I am going to go home and watch a the uh, the pit game from last week because I am not taking any more of Joseph Kaki's recommendations from Netflix. <laughs> just forget it. You're not you're not going to win that argument. Pe- I know. Over, I'm just over- kidding. Overwhelming people will side with me on Ozark. People love Ozark. I can't Ozark. turn I can't turn it off, Joe. I'm telling you, it's a you now know, you and I. We're both we're like ten years behind everybody else because yes. we're just we just tuned into House of Cards this summer. Yeah, we were the last two people in this country to turn in on that show. I, I look at I look I asked somebody the other day. They said I says Hey man, did you you did you see House of Cards? They looked at me like uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, ten years ago. I says Okay, I just happened to binge watch it a little bit. Yeah, so. you guys are a little bit behind. Oh, now yeah, I'm going to tell you. That's there's right. another one, uh, Money Heist. People people will side with me on Money Heist. <laughs> you, I'm, you, I'm kidding you. I Listen, I've gone to House of Cards. I've gone to Ozark. I, what's the other one you had me with? Uh, no, we're not going down that road. Yeah, that was, I mean, just, that just, was the Al, Al Pacino one. Oh, my. Forget it. Don't, I, yeah, <laughs> that, forget that gave that. me nightmares. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, but no. Money Heist, you'll like Money Heist. Okay. He, he, Mrs. There. Bailey might like Money Heist. We've got to make sure. Oh, we got to make right. sure. She might like Money Heist. I, yeah. I think uh, the audience, now Money Heist, uh, it's the, it's, it's not, it's, the English is dubbed in because it, it started, it was a Spanish show that came out of Spain, but it's, it's like reading a book. It's like reading a book where you can't put down, uh, you got to go to the next chapter. So did I go off Ozark now and start watching this? No, no, no. You got to you, you got to stick with Ozark. Okay, all right. Good. You got to stick with Ozark. Glad to hear now, that. Now 
I know what Mrs. Bailey watches, so I'm I'm going to explain the Disney Channel, the Disney right, Channel, <laughs> that that in the the old movies. Oh, so yes. I'm going to explain Miami and Clemson the other night this way. Uh, every yellow brick went down the wrong road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I I agree with you on that. I agree with you. On that. It was a, it was a, it was a long night. Um, you know. My feeling was, and we I shared it, and you and I talked about it, is that any time, it doesn't matter who the team is or what era it is or who the coach is, that you play the number one team in America, you're going to find out everything you need to know. <laughs> They're gonna, you're either going to come out of it and you're going to say, man, we were a lot better than we thought we were, and we did great here, we did this, we did that, we've matured. Or you're going to come out of it and say, we need to work on this, 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 and this. And here's where we are. And I think that without question, that Miami, um, I, I will say, I looked at, for the effort needle. And they were excellent in effort. They were excellent in attitude and staying focused in the game. I think that fourth quarter drive for the touchdown was imperative. That showed that they we're just trying to get there and make sure that they were able to to get those kind of points on the board. Uh, special teams blocking three kicks in one game. Um, I hope we see that again, Joe. You know, I really do. That, that's all I can say. That's that's what a rarity that is. Uh, and Derek King showed me a ton of toughness. Uh, 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 the fact that he he took a lot of hits. He kept going after it. He didn't give up. And, you know, there, there's stuff to build on. And Coach Diaz talked about it, in, in, you know, earlier in the show that you can't, you can't have 15 penalties and beat the number one team. You can't have turnovers like Miami did and beat the number one team. There's just nobody can. Nobody can. And, but we, I, I walked out of there feeling um, good in the sense that Miami worked very, 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 very hard at the game the entire 60 minutes. I put my, I'll put my list together a little bit like this. One of the first things I wanted to see uh, was third down. Could Miami get off the field on third down? Now, if you go back to the championship game a couple years ago against Clemson, one of the number one keys in that game going in was third down. And, of course, they had uh, uh, the wide receiver that, that converted every third down for them, and eventually caught the game-winning uh, touchdown the championship game uh, at any rate uh, the NCAA championship game at any rate uh, I thought third down and red zone again we're going to help tell the story so here comes Miami first third down and we uh, the the Clemson converts but then we get to a, I think it was a fourth down right and there's an offsides call look like Roche had an interception I still can't find the offsides call. Now, yep. I looked at it three times. Still can't find the offsides call. Uh, but besides that, eventually in the first two quarters, I think Clemson hit on six of their first eight third down conversions, and that was frustrating. Then you throw in the fifteen yard penalties, and I don't know what it is in those big games where they get the fifteen yard penalties. But if you give up a fifteen yard penalty. In any game on defense, the the stats say the percentage is you're going to give up a touchdown. You you can't do that against Clemson and survive. And 
you did have, as you mentioned, three block kicks, one return for a touchdown. I don't even know what the metric is for that, but it probably says you win the game most of the time. But it's all offset by not getting off the field on third down and 15-yard personal foul penalties. Well, the the metric, let's go to that. I, I would bet you that, let's just say one, because I don't know. But my first response would be nobody in the world has lost a football game where you block three three kicks and you have a scoop and score on one of those. I don't think, I, I just can't, I just can't imagine that that would happen. Normally that just crumbles the opponent, you know, mentally. That just takes them out of it, the first one, then the second one, then the third one. And then the scoop and the score and everything that comes with it. So I'm with you on that. Um, you know, but it, now you have to go to what happens against Pittsburgh. Because last year's team, we saw bad things happen again and again and again. And that's what I don't want to see happen against Pitt. And, you know, we'll dive into them in a few minutes. But I'll tell you right now, Hurricane fans, um, do your homework. So you don't think that I'm making something up, but you're going. You're playing. Miami's playing a defense that statistically is every bit as good as Clemson's, if not better, and they are older and more experienced, and they do not give up a yard. They're giving. They've given up an average of 52 yards a game rushing, and in game one, now I know it was Austin Pay play, and they uh, are not a team that should really give anybody any trouble, Joe, but they rushed, they rushed the ball 22 times and had one yard. Well, you, you do have to figure out how to run against them, but they are a very high-risk, high-reward defense. And the other side would be, in, in each of the last two games, they've given up 300 yards passing because they dare you to throw the ball. They, they say, we'll hit your quarterback before you hit your receiver. So they're going to dare – Derek King to throw the football and we know if we don't know by now if fans don't know by now uh, where Miami struggles is out on the perimeter you just have to know that and we are coming into game five and between your top three receivers in terms of of uh, games played Wiggins Pope and Harley you got you've got one touchdown catch yep. in a spread offense one touchdown between Wiggins, Harley, and Pope. It's pretty simple what Pittsburgh is going to do on on Saturday. Those three guys have to get off the line of scrimmage, and De'Ara King has to be able to launch the deep ball accurately. The other side is this. Pittsburgh hasn't scored a touchdown on Miami in two years. Five field goals is all they've been able to generate against the Miami defense. And boy, do they have a field goal kicker. The guy can yeah. kick a, a 58-yard field goal, right, to get it into overtime and then misses the extra point. I, I don't know that you could well, – that's another one. <laughs> he, he's, how, how many times does that happen? Uh, their, their field goal kicker, uh, Kessman, has nine field goals in his career of 50 yards or more. Right. Uh, he did miss the extra point in overtime. That was, uh, that was tough. Uh, I would say I'll go back to Miami Clemson for, for a moment. And uh, I think I said this to you uh, during our preparation. Uh, Since Clemson had only played a couple games, you keep going backwards. And that leads you to last year. They lost a lot of guys from last year's team. But my point would be this for the University of Miami and probably everybody else 
that wants to become a playoff team. LSU won the championship last year. Uh, they lost 15 guys off their team. They're, they are struggling this season. But if you want to know where, where you got to go, go back and watch Ohio State and Clemson duke it out in the semifinal last year. Just watch them come out in the field. Watch the first quarter. Watch the level of competition, the athletes, the, the quality of play, and that will give you a barometer of where you got to go if you want to become a playoff team. It certainly will. And, and to me, when I watched, and I went back and watched the Ohio State, I, wa- I went back and watched Ohio State Clemson and Ohio State, um, I'm sorry, LSU Clemson, and just an, the assemblage of talent and speed and size. And then you go look at the draft picks. If a 14 came off the LSU team, that's how you beat Clemson with 14 draft picks on your football team that came out that year, not projected or that were drafted from LSU. So, you know, the, the Clemson Clemson deserves a lot of credit. They played a heck of a football game. They're they're a, a consistent team. They're a high energy team, and they want to pour it on. They did not, and, I, and that obviously starts with the head coach Dabo Sweeney. If you're kicking 61 yard field goals before a half. You you're you definitely want to put on the points. Your philosophy is it's their job to stop us, and that mentality runs through that team. Well, that's uh, what Coach Diaz said. It's a standard. You want to set a standard, and he's trying to set a standard for the University of Miami, and uh, that's why that's how Clemson they are ahead of Miami most likely in that department because uh, they've played so many games, they've had so many great players and so many reps and. Uh, that's, uh, I think that's probably, you know, a, a goal or that, that standard that he puts out there is important. If you look back at, uh, Miami, I could probably throw Florida and Texas and USC, all the teams that are trying to get back to glory. I've always felt this. One of the problems they've always had is the teams that won before them did it because they set a standard. The teams that came after them that did not win, part of the reason they didn't win is because they thought they reached the standard by just putting the jersey on. It's a lot more than that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the mentoring that takes place. Um, it's the, the competition. I still go back uh, to the competition at practice. Uh, it requires if you have, if you have a ton of, of people competing for the same job, it it you, you you don't have to manage your football team quite as closely. The the competition manages it. Uh, if somebody's giving you a problem, you just point to the bench and put the next guy in. If you got a guy that thinks he's going to take a week off, you can just sit him right down because the competition's going to take it over. I think also it's an understanding, Joe, of how to play the game of football. And I saw one guy uh, who. What utterly convinced me that he knows how to play the game of football, and that's been Bubba Bolin. He the performance that he has put on, not just against Clemson, but against Louisville, against Florida State, since he's show this season. And but when you when you look at him against Clemson, who's the number one team in the nation, and the best quarterback, the best running back, excellent wide receivers. 
there was one guy on that sideline that stuck out to me far and above everybody else was Bubba Bolden and his attitude. And he was he was going to sacrifice every bit of his heart, every bit of his body, every bit of his will he was going to put into winning that football game. And can you just imagine, and not even, let's not even get into the talent level, but if you can get people to understand that's the level that you need to be at when you play in a game, every game, because I guarantee you come against Pitt, you're going to see the same Bubba Bolden, and you're going to see it against Virginia, and you're going to see it against NC State. That's how he plays the game, and that's a level that takes you, if you're a three-star, that takes you to a four-star. And if you're a five-star like he was, it lets you dominate a football game, which he did. we got to get some clarity on these targeting calls hmm. because Miami Good luck. can't keep yeah, Miami can't keep a safety in the game. Now, Gervin Hall against Florida State, well, I don't, when we looked at it a second time, it was like both guys, he, he and the receiver collided. But every time Amari Carter makes a hit, and it doesn't matter if he lowers the shoulder, uh, lowers his helmet, goes in, I don't know if he goes in feet first now. Uh, whatever, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even know what to tell him. Because every time he goes to make a tackle, they call targeting on him. And – Part of Miami, part of what you want from your safeties is the intimidation factor. And they're having a tough time with that. My goodness, uh, under these rules or under this reputation, Sean Taylor would never have been able to play a game. Well, and, and so I think Coach Diaz actually has come up with the right idea. Let there, let there be two types of call. You know, if, you were, if it's flagrant and it's an obvious attempt to put – injure somebody then let that be a level one if it's what you see it's accidental let that be level two the one that got me joe and you're right we know carter's been carter has been will be targeted the rest of his career i would venture to say he will get kicked out of a game again i would i would be (laughs) you know it's just it's just gonna be because what he's been kicked out for i have seen and you have seen the opponent make tackles similar to that, and everybody gives him an attaboy. You know what I mean? So he, it's going to happen again for him. And he and listen, that's just the way he has to play. And I will tell you, I, mean, I see the practices. They don't coach that. They coach the complete opposite of it. But the one that got me is the shot that uh, Trevor Lawrence took in the, in the stomach, and, and we get a targeting call on that. So I don't. I thought it was, I, I and it may be, I may be totally wrong, but my whole thing was they're trying to avoid head-to-head combat. You know what I mean? They're contact. They're, that's where the big issue comes in. But if you hit somebody, and you, you talked about it in the beginning of the game, uh, Trevor Lawrence is six foot six. W- where's your target? Like in these slides, where's your target? And he yeah. ducks. Where's your target? I, I don't know. I don't. He, know. he runs up right. I mean. It- uh, sometimes I think part of the rule should be a player's got to take care of himself. At any rate, when we come back, we'll talk with Al Blades about the Hurricanes' preparation for Pittsburgh. We'll do that when we come back. Let me talk to you about Williamson Cadillac, a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here because Williamson is Miami. And right now, you can find the perfect ride for you at Williamson Cadillac. Perhaps it's the CT series you're interested in, the CT4, 
or the CT5, the elegant sedans that have power and speed and uh, can get you around South Florida. They are dedicated to, to performance or they're unmistakable XT crossovers. I'm in the XT4 right now. Absolutely love it. Smooth, quiet, uh, spectacular, easy ride because the XT series is engineered to stand out. Or you can ride in the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. Visit their state-of-the-art facility. It is located US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. You'll have to reinsert your eyeballs when you check out all of their vehicles. Or first, you can check out the entire lineup online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. When you visit there, ask for Ed Williamson, his lovely wife Carol. Tell him I sent you Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. You're going to have breakfast with the Canes on Saturday morning. 8 o'clock is when our pregame show will start. 8 a.m. Early dinner on Friday. 8 (laughs) a.m. That's right. Early, early, early. Soda water for dinner on Friday with the steak. Uh, 8 8 a.m. Friday, 8 a.m. Saturday for the pregame 12 o'clock kickoff. Al Blades has a couple of interceptions this year. For the University of Miami, two interceptions this year, four career interceptions. Al has 14 tackles so far, four breakups. Had four tackles against Clemson the other night playing well. Al is with us tonight. Al, good evening. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're doing very good. Thank you. What did you, from a positive standpoint, I know it's a tough loss, but in every game you had to find something positive, win or lose. What did you take out of the Clemson game for you and your team the other night? Uh, what I realized was um, this year, you know, we have a lot of guys who are willing to fight, who are willing to fight four quarters no matter what goes on. We have a lot of guys who are connected. It's 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 more than just football for us. You know, we have a lot of guys willing to fight for each other as if our lives depend on it. So, I mean, it was a tough loss, but as far as um, us being teammates and us just fighting to the end no matter what was going on, we were really on cue with that. Hey, Al, we were, I'm looking at the numbers, and, and Bubba Bolden just has to be so inspirational for this entire football team, uh, what he accomplished on the field with the tackles and the block kicks, and, and he looked like he was really working the bench as well to make sure that everybody was putting forth the, 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 the effort to beat the Clemson Tigers. Al, can you hear us? Hello? Can you hear me? Th- yeah. Can, can we hear you now? We got Hello? you now. Yep. Hey, you, yes. You... Al? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I guess it went out. That's okay. Hey, Al, I was talking about Bubba Bolden and, and what an inspirational performance he had and how much energy he brought to the field and to the bench and the fact that he's uh, put together a couple games. But also, uh, Coach Diaz bragged about you guys as the uh, – field goal block team about getting all those blocks done and he had two of the three. Oh yeah he he was definitely on point i mean me and him we're on, we're on the same side and 
I mean, it, it feels good to have someone because I'm a very energetic, very like I'm a very, um, let's say, a fiery guy on the field. So it feels good to have someone out there who, who who's matching my energy, who's 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 like feeling the same thing that I'm feeling because every time we go out there, it's like his energy doesn't change no matter how many times they score. We're, we're going out there, and me and him are trying to block it, you know. So like it feels good just to have someone I know who's out there fighting with me, and the whole defense is like that. It, it's like we all are out there and we all feel really good about what we're doing. And that's why I can really say it's a huge difference. Uh, since we're talking about effort, let me bring this one into, into our conversation. And Don, I was going to use this tomorrow, but let's uh, talk about it with Al for a moment. Because you're out on the field in the field goal block. And on this particular play, the one where DJ Ivy scored the touchdown on coach Diaz's TV show yesterday, he was showing Don the effort of Jalen Phillips uh, after the ball was blocked by uh, Jared Harrison Hunt. And DJ has it. He's running down the sideline. Maybe you guys saw this in a meeting as well. But Jalen Phillips, he comes from one side of the field, and he's he's leading an escort. When you see that kind of effort, what, what does it mean to your team? I mean, we all have that fight in us. We all have that. It, it's It's – it's it's hard to explain. It's something that I think is really planted in almost every single guy on our team. It's it's just that will to win, that will to fight, and that. And you know, as a man, you you're fighting for yourself, but you also know you're fighting for your brothers. And to see so to see your brother run down that sideline, you want to do anything you can to to help him get in the end zone. And I feel like it's very special, especially him being a D lineman and and, and show and showcasing his speed and just fighting to keep up with a with a DB that's running down the field trying to get in the end zone. It's definitely something special. Al, it looks like to Corey Couch's get coming along and looks like he's starting to feel a lot more comfortable and is, is going to develop into being a special player. Definitely. A hundred percent. And 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 with all our young guys, he, he was here before uh, uh, the two young guys now, but like I spoke about them so many times, we do everything we can to push them. And TC is one of those guys who we've constantly pushed. No matter no matter if he's playing, I'm going to be the same guy to, to all of our guys no matter what. Even DJ, we all are going to push each other. And he's one of those guys who, who come out and he pushes himself. Even if it, it can be something so simple, like even if even if he's just taking a rep, if he sees, if he if we're doing the same rep and he gets the same play, he's like, oh, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me, I want to. I want, he wants to go through it himself. He wants to fill it out himself, and he wants to grow. And that's that's something I always looked at him and, and admired about him. So he, he's definitely going to fill out and be a great player. Al Blaze is our guest. Al, how important is it now to, okay, let's get rid of this Clemson game. Got a long way to go. And a very big game coming up on Saturday. Another chance for the University of Miami to prove, prove yourself on Saturday against Pittsburgh. Uh, how important is it to play with a lot of intensity and energy in this game on Saturday? I mean, me personally, I always tell myself, I always tell myself, it's good to it's good to to for, uh, learn and forget, but I also I also use my experience to fuel me. So, for for me personally, it's not playing through emotion; it's playing through playing through learning and 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 making someone feel what you went through. Feel my feel my pain, as an example. <laughs> so. For me personally, it's going to be forget it, learn from it, and we're going to go out there and, and, and show that, that that wasn't us. That, that's not what we're capable of. We're capable of so much more, and we're going to go out and just show who the Miami Hurricanes to be. 
how you're facing a pit team that's got a, an experienced quarterback and they've got some speed on the outside at receiver. And uh, you've been a part of this this interconference uh, rivalry. I, I I think it's almost turned into a rivalry when back in I guess it was 17 when when Pitt knocked off Miami and ruined their undefeated season. But tell us a little bit about what you've saw what you've seen of Pitt so far. Uh, Pitt not only has a, a very mature quarterback, but they have 30 guys that's been on the team for four years. So that's something that's a it's a very mature team uh, who 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 just fought and they sat behind they registered they learned so they've been in college for a long time so when you have an old team like that i think we have i want to say 11 11 guys who've been on the team for, for four years and they have 30 so that just shows the comparison but when it comes down to it we know we have to just come out and take care of business their quarterback is definitely something special and we we go against a lot of good quarterbacks since i've been here but you know we just got to take it one one step at a time one game at a time really they have Pittsburgh has Vincent Davis. He played at Cardinal Gibbons. They have Daniel mm-hmm. Carter. He played at St. Thomas. Did you uh, are you familiar with those two guys? Yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> Vincent Vincent was also not only was he uh, a guy who played at Cardinal Gibbons. I also me Cam to Corey Couch, uh, <laughs> uh, Keontre Smith. We all played at the same little league park and. And those, that was one of the guys who was also at that Little League Park. So I'm very familiar with those guys. Yeah, that, must have been, that must have been pretty good Little League football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, what's, what's the mindset going to be or after today's practice? I was out there, and you guys were running around a bunch, and, and it looked good. But is the team able to move forward? Because Miami struggled with moving forward the last couple of years. Do you see this as a different football team? Oh no! We're, trust me, we're we're as as we're the 2020 Miami Hurricanes. That's all we can really look at ourselves as. We can't we can't we can appreciate and respect the past, but I mean the feel for this team is just different. It's it's we we know who we are. We know who we could be, and we're gonna fight to show not 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 just anyone else, but we're gonna fight for each other to show what we could be as a team. Al, you had some uh, the team the defense had some penalties the other night. Uh, you're playing a great team like Clemson. You've been terrific. The team has been terrific on third downs. How hard is it psychologically when you have a penalty and you're you're tilting now? The odds are tilted in favor of the offense, in favor of Clemson. How hard is that to overcome? I mean, it's. I think Al cut out on us. Still there. Hello? He's trying to come back. Okay. There he is. There we go. Hello? <laughs> Hello, can you hear us? <laughs> I think we. you think you might have cut out on us. You got me? Yeah, can we you, do now. You got yeah. me, right? Yeah. Can you repeat yeah. the question? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, how frustrating it, it were the, the, the penalties the other night? When you're trying to defend Clemson, <laughs> what, what kind of impact does that have psychologically for you? Oh, oh definitely. As as. As leaders, as everyone on the team knows, we know that that's definitely unacceptable. No matter no matter what people think about the refs, the refs are a part of the field. So as a team, we had to come back and look ourselves in the mirror and just look at the amount of penalties we had and, and just know it's unacceptable. And we got to clean ourselves up. We got to become disciplined. That's a big thing for our team. We got to become disciplined because at the end of the day, a lot of those, a lot of those penalties are on us. So we just got to clean that up. 
we can't blame anyone for our own mistakes. What do you think the freshmen learned from the ball game on uh, Saturday against Clemson, all the new guys on this team? I mean, it's a lot. It's, a, it's so much that they took away from that game, so much that they – they they see what we're capable of. They see they see what it feels like to just to to just have that bad taste in your mouth. Makes them want to work harder. Makes them want so when they when they go out there, they're they're ready to you know to 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 do better basically. So it's so much to take away from a game like that. So much so much good to take away. So much to learn from. So I feel like the young guys learned so much because I felt the same way kind of when, when let's say Wisconsin maybe. When we play Wisconsin my freshman year, it, it leaves a taste in your mouth, especially when you love the game. You may not you may not play significant snaps, but when you love the game and you love your team, it, it, it makes you just want to go harder and push push the guys in front of you even harder. Man, time is flying. You're already a junior. How's school going? School's going great. I'm not a fan of the online, but it's going great. Get taking care of school. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, before we let you go, um, are you a Miami Heat fan? I am a Heat and LeBron fan. <laughs> oh, okay. You had a bit of a dilemma then. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely a bit weird. Well, I'm, um, a, I'm more of a LeBron fan than anything else, just because I love to see greatness and I love to see a legacy being built. So that's why I'm kind of a huge LeBron fan. But I, I'm always, I'm a home team guy when it comes to the Heat. You probably, knowing you, you you had to enjoy though the Heat's effort, right? Guys like Jimmy Butler, the effort you saw uh, from the Heat. Oh man, I I I never would think Jimmy Butler was that type of guy coming into this season. He and he definitely proved himself to be one of those Miami legends. He's definitely he's led a great team. Do you draw anything out of watching the pros like that play that hard? Considering the circumstance, they didn't have any fans or anything, you know. So, but they still played for the love of the game. Exactly, and I, I think it's kind of like a, a confirmation for me to just just always play with the passion that I play with, and just always just love the game and the wrestle, bring itself together. I mean, seeing Jimmy go out there and just be a dog the way he is, and just he 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 never abandoned himself. You know, he never stopped being himself, even when people thought that he was this bad guy because he was himself and he knew what his team could be capable of. He just needed the right culture, you know. So when he got down here, and it showed. There you go. You've been a great guest for us. Thank you. Uh, You guys haven't given up a touchdown to Pittsburgh in the last two years, so uh, I'll sign up for that again this Saturday. (laughs) Definitely. Let's get it done. Appreciate you guys. All right. Take care, Al. All right. That's uh, Al Blades. Nice young man, huh, Joseph? Oh, my goodness. How can you not uh, root for Al Blades? How about that? And you know what's funny is he's a junior now. We had him on as a freshman, and you. this is the fun part of the job, right? You, You get to watch these guys mature. And it's a little more difficult this year to get the, to be around them because of uh, the virus and the protocols. A little more difficult. You've got to have distance. But when you, you can hear it in his voice, you can see it in his play, and you just know that this kid's path going forward, whether it's football or whatever, it's going to be very successful. It is, and I will tell you that's probably the thing that I miss most about uh, this season is not being around those young men because they're just they're inspirational and they're fun and and getting to know them in a in a in a great in a personal way and you know you, just watching this guy grow up has been has been uh, has been one of the biggest treats and he's just 
he's he's a he's a true hurricane. I would come home, my and my wife would say, "Well, how did it go?" And I would say, "Well, Mike Pickney or Shaq Quarterman or go way back in the '90s, Russell Maryland came off the field and gave me a big fat sweaty hug." Yeah. He, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that now. No, can't do it now. No, <laughs> not, no. not now. But at any rate, they're doing really well uh, in terms of uh, abiding by the protocols. They've had to travel. Uh, and so far, so good. And right now, it's only Tuesday. A lot of things can happen. But so far, we cross our fingers. We're on our way to game number five. Yep, it's uh, it's no accident. You know, Manny Diaz and Blake James and Jen Strahl and, you know, President Frank and all of these people have have set the parameters. And I give these young men credit and actually the women, too. This all the student athletes for a 100 percent buy in. And that's from a group that a lot of people think don't buy anything except a new phone. And uh, they've done it. They've done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And they've got a lot to be proud of this this season for. For all the college football will go down is one of the greatest if you're able to get if you're able to get it all in it, it's going to be one of the best seasons in the history of the well we'll talk about it forever that's for sure man Al Blaze was really good I enjoyed that hope the fans did too and hope they root for him on Saturday he'll have some big matchups hope he comes down with another interception what a nice kid we'll take a break Don and I will talk more about Pittsburgh when we come back including uh, we'll hear from Pat Narduzzi as well that's coming up on the hotline check it out Football's on the Joe's table this week. We dive in. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. 12 o'clock kickoff on Saturday, Hard Rock Stadium. We'll be on the air at 8 a.m. Pittsburgh, a very experienced team, comes rolling in here. Miami has beat them the last two years. They have lost their last two games, uh, basically in the last play of the game. Uh, lost in overtime. Um, their most recent loss to Boston College. Lost to North Carolina State with like 23 seconds to go in the game. In terms of what Pittsburgh is expecting from Miami, this is the uh, Pittsburgh view of the Hurricanes from head coach Pat Narduzzi. Miami and Manny Diaz, obviously, they've had a heck of a year so far. Uh, <coughs> stumbled last week versus the number one team in the country. Um, and uh, obviously, Miami's got a ton of, ton of speed. Um, they've got some transfers both on the offense side of the ball uh, and the defense side of the ball. One of their best defense, Ben Phillips, is a transfer from UCLA. Um, they got a safety that's also from out uh, out uh, USC, I believe. Obviously, they got a quarterback and a in a in a right tackle that are from Houston that came together, I guess, package deal uh, that are very athletic. So those are some of their top guys as well. So we'll have our handfuls uh, down there. You know, Rhett Lashley, new coordinator, different than we faced a year ago. Uh, came from SMU, uh, very explosive, fast tempo. It'll be the fastest tempo that we've seen to date. Be very similar to Syracuse, uh, but probably faster. We're trying to think we've got like 60 snaps of 15 seconds or faster. Um, so that's a, that's a ton of snaps. So they're going to they're gonna go, and we've got to be, you know, main thing is get lined up and, and be fresh as we can be. Um, and I think that's probably the most important thing. Um, so, uh, but, you know, very talented four down again this week on defense. Played a lot of man free like we saw last week. Um, played a little bit of cover two and a mixture of both. Um, and getting very athletic on, you know, 
both sides of the ball offensively and defensively. 60 snaps of 15 seconds or less. Uh, Manny Diaz would like to have 60 snaps uh, again in, in this game alone of 15 right. seconds or less. I'm, I didn't look at the weather yet, but uh, I'm sure Coach Diaz is hoping for a hot day and to run a lot of snaps. Be nice to have them on the sunny side of the field from noon till four o'clock, and it's probably in the fifties and low sixties up in Pittsburgh right now. I'll uh, give uh, Barbarino a call and get the the real weather update. But I got to tell you, Joe, I think the Howard Schnellenberger wanted to schedule everybody in the Orange Bowl at twelve o'clock or three o'clock, and he would have taken twelve o'clock tw- the entire season forever. And that's one of the biggest advantages that the University of Miami has is that they practice in this weather, which makes it easier for them to play in it. And the teams from the north, I don't care what time of year it is, but especially when you start getting into mid-October and November, it is a big advantage for the University of Miami to have a noon kickoff against Pitt. Pitt is number one in the ACC in total defense, rushing defense, sacks, and tackles for losses. Another big game for De'Eric King. Uh, De'Eric King has got to be able to get the ball uh, off on time and going to need some help from Harley, Pope, and Wiggins. And I, I'd like to see Knighton perhaps get into some space here this weekend. Uh, but this is a, it's a big play game. That's what it comes down to with Pittsburgh. You, you, it, it, to me, it's simple. Good passes equal touchdowns. I feel that You've got. We've got to be careful that you don't. We don't put everything on Derek King's back. He, he's he's going to have to have help. He's got to have help from the running game. Um, it's got to be a huge part of every game Miami plays. If you become, if Pitt is able to make Miami one-dimensional, I really believe we're going to have problems. Uh, we talk about the fact they're only giving up about 50, 60 yards a game rushing so far this season on an average. Miami can't have that. They cannot, they cannot go into a ball game and just have 50 yards rushing with the talent we have, you know, with Cheney and with Knighton and, of course, with, with Cameron. And you've got to be able to run the ball enough to force those safeties to come down and work in the box so then you can take it over the top. Now, you and I both know that Pitt does a nice job of breaking assignments, and you've got to be able to find that too so you can come up with a big play. Yeah, Cameron Harris has got uh, got to get him going the last two games. He has a total of 46 yards rushing. Okay, we're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock with Hurricanes replay. And uh, one of the things we're going to replay tomorrow, and we talked a little, a little bit about it with Al Blades, we're going to take a look at that uh, blocked field goal, and uh, we'll talk about the contribution of Jalen Phillips. And you heard Coach Narduzzi. He mentioned Phillips and Bolden, so you know those two guys are making – uh, their presence felt on film. They are, and it's you and I've watched uh, you know some tape on the coaches' show, and you can see why people are taking notice. And I think the nation's going to start taking notice of those two guys. Okay, thanks to uh, Don Bailey and Dan Day, our producer. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, or talk to you tomorrow at six o'clock with Hurricanes replay. Thanks for joining us tonight, and go Canes! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.